Welcome to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner. Our world is in big trouble and we are in it up to our souls. Be alert because Satan is not done attacking you yet. We need to learn from God's word how to fight the spiritual war that each of us is engaged in today. So let's join our lesson today. Okay, praise the Lord. Let's have some prayer before we start this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for the privilege of being here. Thank you for the health and strength that you provided us with, Lord. We ask God that you would help us, Lord, to communicate your word, that we might be able to be of help to somebody, somebody that needs in need of this ministry that you've given us. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. If you can remember, the last podcast was uh, Pray for Your Family. This is going to be the second part, number two. Pray for your family. It is so important, you know, that we as a family bond together, a family that prays together, stays together, whether he or she of your, whether your mate be saved or not, because you are, you have the power that God has given you to sanctify your husband or your wife uh, that is maybe not, not be saved. But we thank you. We're going to pray for your husband and your wife uh, that they might see a need uh, to come up and see the value of just being saved. But it's something, you know, that uh, you just can't force a person to accept if they just have it in them not to accept. But as long as he is pleased to dwell and she is pleased to dwell, then the marriage should be uh, okay by God. Amen. I thank the Lord for that. And you know, and your children, as a family, you should try to get the family together for prayer time. Now, I mean, especially when you eat. And, and you know, you, you eat uh, three times a day, two times a day. You know, when you sit down to the table as a family, and it is so important to your children, have a prayer. Maybe you could teach the children while you're there to pray along. Give them time to pray, learn, get, to, get them accustomed to saying a prayer, a short prayer, you know. Amen. It's, it's just good to do this. Bring your children up in the way that you'd have them to go. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, we were talking about things that you should or should not do. A wife or family. Oh, you know, I kind of got ahead of myself. I'm going to ask Sister Turner if she would read some scriptures for us, okay? I kind of got, a, got sidetracked and got into the, my message. All right, praise God. Going to read the scriptures today. First Evangelist. Amen. First scripture is Luke 11, verse 24 through 26. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. He saith, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Acts 8 and 9 says, 
But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was come was some great one. Acts 16, 16 through 18. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. Okay, the next one is Acts 16, 16 through 18. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped, praise God. Uh, I'm sorry that Acts six thirteen through 16. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preceded, whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Verse 16, last one. And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Praise God. And then James 4, verse 7, it says, Submit yourselves, therefore, before God, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Amen. You know, um, all of these scriptures are dealing with demonic spirits. I'm talking about spirits that's on the devil's side. Most people today seem to shine away from the things that they really need. You know, it's good to talk about prosperity, but your soul is worth more than any gain that you might be able to obtain from the world. You've got to understand, you can be prosperous, but your soul must come first. Or it, it kind of travels together. You, kinda, you, you just don't, you don't give so much in, in making money, you know, and forget about God. Uh, or you don't, you don't get so much involved in God that you forget you got to live, you know. So, you know, you got to balance things out. It's good to have a wife uh, or, or, or a husband that's you and she, uh, he and she is on the same plane. You believe in the same thing. But I want to tell you something. We were talking about praying for your mate. Now, if your mate is not ready to serve God, then do not try to bring that spirit in him out. Because you could do more harm than good. That lady, if she is not ready to serve God, give herself to God as you have, let her stay as she is. Rather than try to rebuke the spirit out of her or you get the spirit out of him. Why? Why? Because 
if he doesn't or she doesn't see God after the spirit had come out of them, I'm talking about the demonic spirit that, that, that makes them unable to really serve God. If you rebuke the spirit out of him or her, and they are not ready yet to receive God or to pursue salvation in Christ, then you could cause more harm to your husband or your wife than it was in the first place. Why am I saying that? Because once that spirit leaves this house and those, these demonic spirits look at your body, they look at your body as a house, their home. They had God didn't see fit to give them a body. So they're running around trying to find a body so they can feel comfortable in. Now, if your wife needs deliverance and your husband needs deliverance, but they are not ready to serve God yet, leave them alone. Keep praying for them until they come to you and say, honey, I'm ready to serve God now. I'm ready to do the right thing. Continue to pray for me. When they have that kind of mind, then you can pray for them. Why? Because when that demon comes out and it goes out into away from your husband or your wife, if that demon and it will come back to check out and see how that home that they left is, has it been filled with the Lord? Has God moved in? Has the spirit of the Lord moved in? The spirit come back and check. And if the spirit of the Lord has not moved in and his old apartment is empty, he doesn't come right back in. What he'll do is go out and get seven demons stronger than he is. And that makes it more difficult to try to get deliverance. Because now the demonic spirit is seven times as strong. I hope you all understand what I'm saying. I'm saying this, if your husband is not ready to receive Christ, not ready to give his life to Christ, don't go around rebuking and casting out spirits out of this man because you could do more harm than good. Because when you met him, he had that spirit, that spirit. But maybe he only had one, one fault. But you want to get rid of that fault. So you prayed for him and got rid of that fault. But because you got rid of that fault and he didn't receive Jesus to come into his life, then that fault will go out, that spirit I'm talking about, will go out and find seven more faults, spirits stronger than he. Then they will come into this man and he will be worse than he was at first. I hope you all understand what I'm saying. You, I hope you understand what I'm saying. A person that is not ready to serve God, you should not force them, that spirit that's in them, out. Because if they are not ready, then there's, no, there's nothing there to take to space, take up that space that was left when that demon left that person. So you didn't help that person. You didn't help that person. I know you love your husband. I believe you love your husband. That's why you want him to be saved. I believe you love your wife. That's why you don't want her to be, uh, that you don't want her to be lost. You want her to be saved. 
spice. I don't know. <laughs> Got to mix things up there. But you want your wife to be saved because you love her. You want her to be saved as you are. You want your children to be saved as you are. But let me tell you something. If you go and you pray for this man and you cast out that demon, that one devil that he has, and he doesn't accept Christ in his life, then seven more demons stronger than that one will come in, so your husband will be worse than he was the first time. Or your wife will be worse than she was the first time. I hope you all understand what I am saying here. This is a free will thing. If you don't want to accept Christ, anyone, they don't have to. You do not have to serve God. But if you want to be saved, you're looking forward to the eternal life with God. It's got to be a person that has a made-up mind. You can't make them do that. And if you take charge and rebuke the demon out of her, or rebuke that demon out of him, and he or she does not accept Christ to fill that space, that empty space, then that spirit will go out and get seven more spirits stronger than they are. Then things are going to be worse than ever for you. That your person, your, your husband or your wife is going to have to have a made-up mind that they want to serve God. You cannot force it. You cannot force it. I don't care how much you want it. If you really love your husband, wait until he comes to you and say, honey, or your wife, say, honey, I'm ready to go to church with you now. I'm ready to, to give, give over to God. See, then you have something. and you, It's going to be better than ever. But you know what? You can marry anyone, if you're born-again Christian, that's, that's in the Lord, that's in the church, without any problems. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to have some problems. But whatever problems you have would be easier to deal with than if you went outside the church and married a man just because you was attracted to him. Or marry a woman because she's attracted, you attracted to her. For God to have to fix that thing, it's much harder for him to fix a wife that you chosen or a husband that you have chosen than it would be if you had followed the rules and chose a man inside of the church that was a believer already. See what I'm saying? Many times we as children of God just don't want to follow the rules. You've gotten, you finally found your way in and you just want to force everybody else to do what you did. First of all, you've got to understand there's rules to go by. You cannot force your husband to serve God. You cannot force your wife to serve God. If she's pleased to dwell, she's doing all of the things that she needs to do to please you other than serving God. Just continue to pray for her. 
that she will see the need. Continue to pray for him that he will see the need. God will work it out. But if you go out there and you marry a man or a woman outside of Christ, not saying that God won't fix it, so that he can't fix it, but it's more difficult. It is more difficult, but it can be done. I know a lady that was uh, a kind of a mentor to me, and she married a man outside of the church, outside of the body of Christ. After about nine, ten years, you know, she kept praying for him, but after nine, ten years, on his own, he said, honey, I'm going to church with you this morning. And guess what? The man ended up being a preacher himself. See what I'm saying? He had made up mind. Now, if she had cast out that one demon that he had in there that, that didn't want to serve God, and he didn't accept Christ under the terms that's laid out, then that demon would have gone out and found another demon stronger than he is, and your husband would be seven times worse than he was before. And that works both ways. You've got to understand how demonic spirits work. The problem today, and with our children even, we can't help them because we don't know how. Now, if you come oh, I, and, and, and to our church, it's in Arcola, Texas, uh, 900 Long Street, we'll, we'll help you to understand. Now, we also have a booklet here that we have it for donation. It will cost you a donation to help our podcast. It costs $40. And the way you get it, you look up at the end of our podcast, and it'll tell you what the procedures are, what our address is. Once we receive communication from you and the funds for it, we will get this thing in the mail to you, and you'll find it very beneficial. It will help you tremendously. You know, I worked as a, an attendant, an aide uh, to the nurse uh, in a mental institution. And we gave shock treatments. And I think sometimes some places in the state of Texas are yet doing that. But if I had known Christ the way I know today, I could have helped a lot of people in that hospital. They were mentally ill. Some of them had murderous spirit. Some of them had drug spirits, all kinds of different spirits. They were crazy. They would even get to the point where they ate their own feces. But after that shock treatment, they tend to come right back to normalcy for a period of time. But that demon would get up and leave that person that's getting the shock treatments, that spirit that caused them to be crazy, would get up and leave because I believe this, that they could feel that shock too. They would get up and leave. But because I wasn't spiritual enough, I was only 18, 20, and I didn't know Christ. I didn't know how these spirits work. I'm like, I was just like most of the people today. If I had known that all I needed to do was once they come around and realize that they, that they now have common sense, if I had talked to them about Jesus, 
If I had, could have, at that time, explained to them the need for God and explained to them that if you don't accept Christ, that demon that caused you to be crazy will come back and you will be crazy again. Believe me, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about transferring of spirits. I didn't know that they could transfer from one person to the other. I didn't know. I regret that. But I'm telling you today, we know, Evangelist Turner and I, God has given us an assignment, and it's to help people. It's to help people. Do you want help? Let's say you're gay. How in the world can you accept being gay when you know that you're supposed to be a man? You look like a man. You have all of the 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 the, the, the uh, you have all of the all of what it takes to be a man. The characteristics, uh, the physical uh, parts of a man, they're there. Or, or if you're a woman. And all of the things that a lady needs that shows that she's a woman is there. If you are a woman, you were born a woman with breasts, you know, the, 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 whatever else women have, you know, huh? You were born a woman. Did that mean that God meant for you to be a woman? Some people will say, I was born like that. No, you weren't. You were invaded, your body as a baby, an infant, was invaded by the demon, and it stayed there with that baby, and you grew up with that demon, so when you realize that now you're homosexual, you feel like you were born like this. God don't make mistakes, because if God made a mistake, he'd forgive you for that. He will not forgive you for embracing homosexual activities. But you can be delivered. You can be delivered. And then you can be saved. It's not that God don't love you. He just don't like what you're doing. And you've got to be willing to fight. You know that you're supposed to be a woman. Act like a woman. If your spirit is in there, then you don't know how to do that. Because it won't, uh, it won't lose you enough that you can have a mind. <sighs> this booklet has what you need in it. It's 42 pages. And not only could you help yourself, but you can help us on our podcast that we might continue to do the work of God. Ask that you pray for us, asking this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Learning How to Fight Spiritual Warfare with Dr. James Turner and Evangelist Josephine Turner of First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located in Rocharon, Texas, 77583. It is our prayer that you will gain more spiritual knowledge from the Word of God and learn how to stay free from the strongholds of evil that come against you in your life. 
We welcome your tax-deductible donations sent to First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rosharon, Texas, 77583. That's First Non-Denominational Church of the Lord Jesus Christ, located at 900 Long Street, Rosharon, Texas. Our cash app, dollar sign FND Church. Again, cash app, dollar sign FND Church. You can also email Dr. Turner at turnerman at yahoo.com. Turnerman at yahoo.com.